The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Ryan Tuberty and his agent Noel Kelly appeared before two Oireachtas committees yesterday to address the controversy surrounding Tuberty's remuneration at RTE. And they accused RTE of misleading the public and blamed the station's management for concealing payments. Tuberty admitted that his future at the broadcaster is uncertain and expressed his desire to return to the airwaves. Now, I'm joined by the Ireland editor of the Irish Independent, Fiona Sheen, by Fianna Fáil spokesperson on environment, climate action and biodiversity, TD for Cork Southwest, and member of the Oireachtas Media Committee, Christopher O'Sullivan. And we're also joined by Bar Media's political correspondent, Sean Defoe. Good morning, one and all. Sean is on the line, so we'll go to you first. Sean, good morning. Morning, Pat. What were the, the killer lines from yesterday? Yeah, look, there was a lot of them. Six hours and 20 minutes of evidence. Obviously, a long time for anyone to go through. And both of the witnesses looked uh, fairly wrecked by the end of it with um, with Noel Kelly getting somewhat confused in the answers by saying, saying listen, I, I'm just very, very tired after six hours of, of committee hearings. I think the hammer blows really fell in the opening statements, as we brought to you yesterday on, on this show, when Ryan Tuberty went through his seven untruths. And as you say, it was said it was RTE's problem, really not his problem, that they had under-declared his salary rather than there being any case of overpayments and also that real uh, big question of, of bringing the receipts, if you like, bringing the email that Bridget O'Keefe had sent saying that there was a, a written guarantee or a written promise of a side letter to underwrite the Renault deal of €75,000. Noel Kelly going into that and saying this idea that D Forbes had done a solo run was nonsense. He expanded on that later on in the committee saying there was absolutely no way that only D Forbes within the organisation could have known about this and multiple people would. And we went through a number of different lines suppose if we start with Tuberty, it was sort of fairly clear what the double act was meant to be yesterday. Ryan Tuberty was there to, to represent himself, to be uh, dripping with sincerity, if you like, and, and really coming across very seriously, very uh, very open and honest in, in his demeanour. And then Noel Kelly was there to be the details man and to handle all the payments. Ryan Tuberty was asked a number of different times in different ways about payments and about how his contract was negotiated and all that sort of stuff and simply said, look, I do none of it. I hand it all off. I have no head for this sort of stuff. That's why I pay Noel Kelly very well to go and do it. He got particularly annoyed at repeated suggestions that his decision to resign from or to step back from the Late Late Show was in any way caused by this controversy that the the Adrian Lynch suggestion at the committee that he could have got word of it beforehand and then decided he said that Adrian Lynch was entitled to his conjecture but that it was completely false and he would stay there until the dogs come home in order to, to now, prove now that. That, that, he was, that was even clarified yesterday by Maya Dunphy who went online and said that Ryan had discussed confidentially with her last August. So, you know, you're talking about seven, eight months before he announced his decision that he actually had uh, told her of his intention last August, August of 2022. So Adrian Lynch uh, had to be, uh, will have to be in the future cognizant of that kind of speculation. Absolutely, yeah. And she did that. He said that as well. He said, look, it was after COVID. He was incredibly burnt out after doing a long stint and that he wanted to to move on from the show. And then a lot of the details went to Noel Kelly. He made some really strong allegations uh, against Orty. He said multiple lies had been told. He was asked straight out, are you putting the entire blame for all of this situation at the feet of RTE, I think by Alan Dillon and some very effective questioning, he said, yes, very simply, yes. And this was the, the nugget then, I suppose, that 
never quite got cracked by multiple TDs and it got quite tedious towards maybe the last two hours of the committee. They kept coming back to the same question with Noel Kelly and he kept having the same answer. And what they said was that, right, you say this is all RTE's fault. And yet it was you and your company who raised two invoices to RTE to a company in Astus that is based in the UK that you had never heard of before. You took the instruction to put no name on those invoices and you took the instruction to label them as consultancy fees when you knew that there were not consultancy fees. That did not accurately describe the invoice. And repeatedly, uh, Noel Kelly said, we were acting on instructions from RTE. That was the instruction from RTE and we took it. Uh, Catherine Murphy referred to it as the Nuremberg defence. I was just following orders. And Kieran Cannon, in probably one of the more effective contributions as well, said that it was like saying, well, RTE told me to put my hand in the fire, so I did. Yeah, he quoted his father. Uh, when yeah. he came home from school, having had had done something bold. Well, my friend Johnny made me do it. And his father said, if your friend Johnny told you to put your hand in the fire, would you do it? <laughs> and I think all of our uh, childhood experiences would would echo that. And that's probably why that particular comment from Gearn Cannon uh, resonated with us. Now, Breed O'Keefe, um, clearly when she gave her testimony before, um, she wasn't outlining the full picture. That's to put it kindly. But then she has retired from RTE quite some time ago and whether or not she had access to her own files as an ex-employee, I wonder, and, um, you know, maybe Finan can throw light on that, if you were an ex-employee of the Indo, would they let oh, you near you, your emails? You, you probably don't. And she was she was speaking from, from recollection. And RTE were, were very overly quick I would say yesterday in, in batting back uh, against uh, this assertion that was being made they were claiming that the email being cited from Breed O'Keefe the former Chief Financial Officer which basically said we'll give you a letter that underwrites yeah. and guarantees this payment that that was not a legally binding agreement it was only a line in an email a pretty wishy-washy <laughs> thing It, it they, was ridiculous because quite clearly yeah. Breed knew in writing the email, what was afoot? You failed to see Whether how... it was the final document is irrelevant. Yeah, a, a statement, it's awareness. A statement is issued, is, you know, a statement is released, leaked at, at half eight uh, in the morning and before it's even been read out, RTE are, are denying it without knowing the, the, the full context. So they have, they have got a difficulty there. But they, they do have a, a bit of a comeback there now. Mr. Kelly did not publish all correspondence with RTE. There was certain documents that were put out, for example, and this is going to be a big one around the, the guarantee of the payment. Noel Kelly's position yesterday, Christopher will correct me if I'm wrong, he said on the, on the guarantee. Well, it wasn't really a guarantee. It was just if a new sponsor came along that would be passed on to them and RTE was never supposed to pay this, blah, blah, blah. 2022, this is a statement from the RTE board on, or the, the RTE executive on the, on the 26th of June. From the 13th of January to the 29th of March 2022, communications between the agent and RTE chasing payment on foot of the underwriting of the commercial agreement. So it was quite clear, and this was reiterated then by Geraldine O'Leary at the, at the Oireachtas Media Committee where she talked about pressure being brought to bear to, to pay that money and that's why it was being, it was being paid uh, out of the, the barter account and, and through Astus. Likewise, it's in the um, 
report by Grant Thornton into this entire affair. They say the talent's agent, that's Noel Kelly, understood from this that in a situation where the commercial brand relationship with RTE no longer existed or the commercial brand did not pay 20, the 75 grand to the talent, and that's what happened here, Renault weren't, weren't paying in years two and three, that RTE would be obliged to step in and mm. pay the talent this sum. So that side of Noel Kelly's argument that this was just a, a loose kind of arrangement in case something happened down the line and there was a change of, of sponsor, that does not stack up. Okay, now uh, I'll come back to you on a number of points in a moment, but uh, we should uh, get uh, the word of someone who was there. I was only watching from afar. I didn't see the pack because I was clearly on air for uh, much of it uh, and then doing uh, recordings and so on afterwards. But I did see the, the media committee almost in its uh, entirety. So, um, Christopher, what did you make of uh, your own experience and, and the, the, the challenge facing each of the members that they had to ask the same question in a different way? It, it it was tough. It was growing. I watched all of Pack as well. That was three hours, and uh, luckily I was up early enough in the second session, the media session, um, and I did make the decision, I suppose, to approach a question that had been asked before, but maybe in a slightly different way, and that is around the, I suppose, um, the, the fact that we're to believe, uh, the public are to believe, and that the TDs and senators were to believe that somehow. Noel Kelly in the raising of these latter two invoices, these two seventy-five thousand euro invoices, um, that somehow he was under instructions from RTE, that somehow he didn't feel it was necessary to question the fact that this was to uh, an account that he'd never heard of in Astus, uh, that he was instructed not to put any name on the account, and I suppose the biggest. The term that must be mentioned multiple times yesterday was this whole term uh, consultancy fees. Uh, that was a question I put to Ryan. You know, maybe it's a bit facetious. How did he you describe know, and he said he hadn't procession. done any consultancy. He hadn't done any consultancy, uh, yet there it was on the invoice. So, mm. I mean, my approach to it was, you know, Ryan, having heard what you've heard for the last five, six hours, you know, do you still have confidence in Noel in the fact that, you know, it, it seemed clear to everybody uh, looking on that there had been some um, form of deceit here in terms of how the invoice was raised. You know, everyone... But, but I, I if you take this at face value, I mean, Noel Kelly had never heard of Astus. Uh, and then he's asked to invoice RTE for sums of money that are deemed to be owing uh, to this company. He's never heard of, but RTE clearly has. And he does it. And presumably he, he, he's thinking to himself... What are they up to? Why are they asking me to do this? But uh, the ways of RTE are maybe many and various. Um, so who am I uh, to question what they're asking me to do? But clearly, if RTE, if anyone was trying to conceal, it was RTE. I think there was two parties to this. Um, there, there, there was at least two parties to this. And we're yet to hear from Renault, by the way. But um, I think what you've done there is actually quite helpful. You've put yourself in the shoes of Noel Kelly and I think that's what TDs and Senators were trying to do yesterday. They were, we were putting ourselves in the shoes of an agent who was representing the biggest face, I suppose, in in, in um, uh, RTE at the time, one of the most well-known yeah. names uh, in Ireland. We were putting himself in his shoes and we were thinking, OK, will there be implications here if I raise this invoice, if I put a term consultancy fees when I know it's not consultancy fees, when I'm instructed not to put a name in it to a company I've never heard of, you know, we were putting ourselves in our shoes, and and I don't, th- I don't think any of us could say that we would have gone ahead and carried that up just because it's RTE and they're big. But could uh, would any of us say that we wouldn't have carried it out? The seventy five grand on offer here, look, you'll get paid, but you have to invoice it in this way. 
uh, you know, would people say, well, yes, I will invoice I, I this way you... get to get the money? I'm, I'm, I'm not being ethical or moral Fair here. Enough. I'm just saying if that dilemma was presented to uh, someone in, in Doyle Aaron, for example, who has another business, be it, you know, in the law library or be it somewhere else, uh, or running a pub or bar, a B&B, whatever it might be. And they were told, we'll give you the money, but you have to invoice in this way. Well, I'd, I'd like to think you would, but I think you have to consider what's at stake here. What's at stake is the reputation, the career of uh, one of the m- most well-known names in, in media, but also the reputation of, of the the um, broadcaster, uh, RT. Now, that's their problem. That's their issue. And they're absolutely, the, the whole conflicting version of events is extraordinary, and that's really mm. that 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 email I suppose that was presented to us from Breda O'Keefe, which she seed the then uh, DG uh, D Forbes, and also Jim Jennings. That really blew the whole conversation open again. And unfortunately, um, and you know, there's this idea there that somehow TDs and senators are reveling in this whole process. It's it's grueling. We don't want to be part of it. I certainly don't want to be coming mm. back in during the summer from further uh, committee sessions. Uh, but because of this conflicting versions. Kevin Backhurst is going to be in again on Thursday. Uh, who knows how long this is going to ramble on. I really hope now that, you know, an external auditor has been uh, appointed. Um, there's an external review taking place. I think the important thing now is that they go and they do the job and they really get to the yeah. bottom of this now, and we accept their findings. This all started with uh, the chairperson of RTE talking about 345,000. Um, this was the big scandal that she was revealing uh, on foot of the Grand Thornton explanation. Um, and then it turns out that 120 of that was never paid, never invoiced. So it reduces to 225. And then it turns out that Renault paid seven, the first 75. So now we're down to 150. Well, no, no. Go on. Renault paid it, but... No, no, we R- don't know what RTE, side deal... Well, no, we do. RTE. RTE gave a credit note back. So Renault paid 75 grand less to RTE and paid 75 grand to Ryan Tuberty. That That's the way okay. that arranged but, but the it point was, being... It was cost neutral that for anyone. what they did... The payment was from Renault, though, you're correct. Yeah, you know, <clears> that that was the, the understanding yeah. of the people who were yeah. invoicing it. This is to Renault. Then the other two were invoiced. Yeah, Ryan Tuberty and Noel Kelly can legitimately claim we got the money from Renault. We didn't know that Renault were getting the money yeah. back then from RTE. Fair enough. So what I'm really getting at is that the original figure of 375 mm, the contention is uh, yeah. 345 the contention is the area of contention is 150 well, not RTE, 345 the, the RT board are in massive doo-doo here now about the 120 grand yeah uh, they put out that statement three weeks ago they had done so basically they find out about this thing back in March they're so alarmed by it Deloitte a top five accountancy firm alerts them to it they hire another top five accountancy firm Grant Thornton to investigate it thoroughly they then put out this to, to the public. Uh, they don't tell the government in the meantime what's going on. They don't tell the minister. They're lobbying for licence fee. They don't tell nobody what, what's going on here until they know all of the facts with the Grant Thornton report. And they present all those facts then. Meanwhile, this 120 grand just pops up in a random review. They don't check it and they put that out there. So it's literally, in addition, and following the furnishings and the findings of the Grant Thornton review, a properly conducted review, RTE carried out a review of Mr. Tuberty's personally stated remunerations. Through this review, it was identified that Mr. Tuberty's remuneration had been understated by RTE by a figure of 120 grand over the contract period of 2017-2019. So the question now to the RTE board is, why did you put out that figure out there when you didn't know your facts. Your own CFO told the, the, the PSC last week that that money was never paid. Ryan Tuberty says it was, it was never paid. So why exactly did you not check your facts there before effectively accusing Ryan Tuberty of taking 120 grand that he never got? Yeah. 
The question is, oh, who do you put that question to now at this point? Well, it's, it's the, the RT board because that was the RT board's statement from from day but, one. They now, were the, now, the, the question is, the, I mentioned to you before, if you know, I was on the board mm. way back in the 1980s. And the way it works is that you, you you meet on the first Friday of the month or whatever it is, you get your pack of documents. Yeah. Uh, the executive come in, the DG and the chair have organised the, the agenda and so on and so forth. So you're briefed by the executive. Mm. So presumably Shuni Rahala was briefed by the executive and these were the numbers she was given. No, I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, it, I'm it, just, it doesn't say that. In fact, by this point, we we know that the board didn't trust what the executive was, was telling them. So they went off and did their own and they investi- got their investigative wrong. work. And, and they, they got their Inspector Clouseau had across this one now. So there are very serious questions now to answer by Shuni Rahali about who exactly did this review into 2017, 2019, because there's absolutely no evidence coming out that Ryan Tuberty not only did nothing wrong, but he didn't get a single red okay. centre. Now, uh, Sean uh, Defoe's gone because uh, he uh, has another interview to do. But the, the, the question uh, which everyone, I suppose, is speculating on is uh, Brian Tuberty's future. I mean, after what you saw yesterday, what do you think? Does he have a future at RT? Uh, well, look, uh, his facts and figures didn't add up. I mean, I, I think it's, it's quite clear on the on the, the contract and the Renault deal being separate. Nobody Nobody bought that. The invoices that was also unconvincing, and and the explanation on the guarantee wasn't wasn't very good uh, either, t- t- to be honest. On the hearts and minds side, though, uh, look, I think you'd have to accept he is genuinely upset and hurt at the manner in which uh, he has he has been treated. He's he you'd give him the benefit of the doubt on the late late show. <clears throat> most likely, did not know at the time he announced it. There was rumor. There were rumors going around last Christmas that the toy show was going to be his last. Maya Dunphy has mm-hmm. has, has backed that up, uh, and so on. So you, you'd you'd accept that on, on face value. Certainly, by the time uh, of his final show, he knew at that stage because Noel Kelly had been told four four weeks earlier that there was a that there was a, an issue uh, had arisen, and also he's done a lot of work on on for for charities and and with with children and so on. And you'd accept uh, all all of all of that. So, you know, there's still a lot of goodwill and a lot of sympathy uh, towards him. He's still a, a, a good broadcaster. However, he has now picked a big fight uh, with the RT management. So it, it still kind of does hang in the balance. It allows, there's plenty there now for both sides to go either way. The RT yeah. manager could say, look, we can't accept this person back in, into the organisation as a result of the, the damage that's been done. And in that case, Ryan Tuberty can turn around and still say, well, this was the RT management's fault. Yeah. Um, I mean, this may end up in the courts. Who knows? Because uh, it, it clearly, the, 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 the way they handled it, the way yeah. RT handled it, yeah. was hugely damaging. By to, the way, to can Ryan I just uh, mention one thing? Yeah. The, the 150 grand that he got for job he didn't mm. do, and that he may yeah. now well have to pay back. If I can just that's a bit complicated, isn't I can it? Explain because this one to you. let's presume. And that, I can very easily explain it to you. Uh, no, I was just going to say he presumably has paid the tax on it. That's it, <laughs> and presumably the agents' commission. One, yeah. one would have to assume. So uh, what was will now be 150 grand? Would actually he would only have got net around about say 120, 125, maybe by the time deductions were taken from it. And then the tax. But, and, and the tax. Uh, our, was, our, there, was there 0% tax? Was there, was, was, was there VAT on it? How was it paid? <laughs> Let me just explain that, that 150 grand is. So he's now talking about paying back money for work not done to an organisation he didn't know was, was, uh, was paying him in the first place that he built for in an unorthodox way via a UK company he'd never heard of with a, through an invoice with no name and a wrong description sent by his agent's second firm. 
Simple as that. But That's I, a good conundrum. <laughs> I actually, I, 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 I think there is a route back for Ryan uh, Torty actually is, especially after yesterday's session and a, bit, a, a slight noticing, a slight change of sentiment towards him in, in, in particular. I think his, his, his biggest sins were obviously not, you know, shouting uh, or, or raising red flag when he obviously would have noticed that there was a, 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 a problem in the declaration of his, his income. Um, I think the fact that he was still reluctant yesterday to accept that he didn't actually take a 20% pay cut, I think was put to him very clearly that, look, this €150,000 ultimately came from RT, from taxpayers, from the TV licence holders and went into your account. He still didn't accept that. I think that was slightly problematic. Um, but but I, I, I was watching all of this with great interest because... I mean, there are lots of double jobbing TDs and senators. I mean, one senator is down, I think, in the Stardust Tribunal uh, yes, pretty right. much all yeah. the time. So, um, you know, the idea that they can't bill the state for their services to the tribunal, for example, while being in receipt of a state salary in the, in Shabbatheran, you know, the idea, like, would anybody traipse all around the country for a third party without being paid for it? No, I, I appreciate that. But actually, what was clear as well, and I think a lot of TDs and senators were trying to get it at this, that this may have been, they might have been trying to portray this as a completely separate commercial deal. But I think to anyone watching on again, and certainly to me, this was certainly part of, of, of uh, the, the pay package. But I, I will say, one of the biggest barriers, I think, to, to Ryan getting back to RT, I think at the moment is his association with, with Noel Kelly because of this invoicing and this consultancy fees and his his knowledge and awareness of, of that. Um Kevin Backhurst, the question was put to him two or three days ago, give a yes or no answer. Do you believe that uh, you, you you can deal with with um, with uh, Noel Kelly again? Uh, he said he, he said it's not a yes, it's not a no, but it's more than likely a no. So that's problematic. Mm-hmm. And also the fact that Adrian Lynch is part of this new team that, Ke- that, that Kevin Backhurst has put together. They've clearly stated that they felt that Adrian Lynch misrepresented them in, 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 the, uh, in their presentation to the committee. So that's going to be problematic in terms of Ryan's yeah, route back. But, but I do Backhurst believe has relatively clean hands. He did work before, uh, of course, in RT as head of news and deputy director general. But, you know, never waste a crisis. I mean, there mm. is a moment in time where you can actually do wholesale reform, which is uh, urgently needed, uh, you know, economies and so on within RT, which are evident that they can be done. Um, so uh, he has an opportunity. The the only thing I would say yesterday, I don't know whether you caught the six one news, and the lead was Ryan Tuberty apologizes. Yeah, which was complete misrepresentation of what happened in the committees yesterday. Complete misrepresentation. If that was the headline that you got, having been at work all day, it would not be in any way reflective of what occurred. And and actually. The, but Christopher would have, would have known this as well. The apology was actually inserted subsequently. He went off script. His original yeah. statement that he issued at committees at half eight yesterday morning had no reference to apologies, no reference to his colleagues, understanding his staff's, the staff's position in RT and so on and so forth. Uh, he inserted it uh, subsequently when he was presenting uh, quite melodramatically his, his opening uh, mm. Statement. The seven untruths. But yeah, it's it's certainly, I don't see, I think, I think none I, of the seven newspapers out this morning are, are, are no. leading off with Ryan, Ryan says sorry. But I think I know why that apology, or one of the reasons the apology was inserted was because I think the initial reaction to the uh, opening statements was that there seems to be a, he, he's not as contrite as he should yeah, be. Yeah. Uh, that was certainly the reaction, that was the feedback. Mm. He Maybe, maybe he was aware but of that. It, but my, my question is that the RT journalists who've been trying to do a good job in difficult circumstances let themselves down with that six o'clock bulletin. 
Yeah, it just the, was not reflective. The main story was the, the the conflicting version of events from RT and and uh, from mm. from Noel Kelly. And <laughs> Is it over them, guys? Well, no. I mean, there's still a long way to go. A lot of answers still to be provided by uh, the um, the RT board uh, and the executive. I mean, ultimately, what what was got at yesterday at both committees was this was a side deal to to negate the the cut uh, in pay that was being taken, and neither. The Ryan Tuberty side nor the RTE side can accept or own up or acknowledge that that, that was so, the case. So you've got two parties you're saying that really can't tell the full story. This, this was entirely innocent. They can't, they I can't obviously admit it. The, the external auditor now and the external review are very important. The committee will go away and they'll compile a report. Uh, that'll obviously feed into reviews as well. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, it, I don't think I don't think any of us want to be coming back over the summer, but we'll, we will if we have to put it that way. And Ryan Tuberty's future, it's actually also, in relation to Kevin Backhurst, intertwined with how other people are going to be dealt with. There's still the Marty Morrissey issue out there. There's still a couple of people in 2FM who, who clearly broke uh, rules as well. So if Kevin Mackers wants to lay down a marker here and say nobody is bigger than the organisation, if you take out the biggest name in the organisation, that that's very, that's quite a, a signal uh, to, to, to send. Who knows? He might end up in Newstock. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on that note, Fiona Jean Ireland, editor of the Irish Independent, and Christopher Sullivan, Fianna Fáil spokesperson on environment, climate action, biodiversity, TD for Cork Southwest, and member of the Oireachtas Media Committee. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance weekdays at nine a.m. on News Talk.